Welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us today on the journey towards self mastery. Welcome to our monthly Black Thought University segment, the program that's developed to influence the Black mind to think, develop, and grow. I'm here with the co host and creator of Black Thought, Professor Paul Robinson. Let's get ready to start thinking. Kwanzaa has been around for almost 60 years. Many of us don't even know that it exists or even how to celebrate it, but Mastermind got you today. All right, we're going to go through Kwanzaa and exactly what it is uh, in every step, every principle, so you can understand what it's for. Um, it's more than just dancing and drums and wearing African garbs. Um, so we're going to get into exactly what it is, what it represents, what it means, why it was created, all the who was, who, what, where, when, why's in the house. Um, so we're going to give you some clarity today. So we are here today with a man that has had many conversations with the creator of Kwanzaa himself and has gotten insight from the great Dr. Karinga. He's been speaking and leading Kwanzaa programs in New York for the past 40 years and has one of the first and was one of the first to develop an extensive Black Studies program, introducing his students to greats like Dr. Ben, Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Malefe Asante, Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Anthony Browder, Les Payne, Dr. Jawanja Kanjufu, Paul Robinson Jr., Dr. Joy DeGruy, Dick Gregory, Michael Eric Dyson, and many more. Let's welcome today, Professor Norman Daniels to the program. Professor Daniels, how you doing, man? Hey, I tell you, well, I'm here with, with the family, so I'm doing good. Doing yes, sir. Good. It, it is a pleasure to have you on, man. Um, and who better to kind of break down Kwanzaa for us than somebody who's done it a million times and has walked with the ancestors, man, like some of the folks that really laid down the line in regards to information and our history and everything, man. Like, even before we start, man, what, what was it like, you know, being around those folks and, you know, having them give gems to your classes about the history of us and some of the things that they were studying. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of this, you know, when you were doing this was kind of like new information for black folks, you know, like Dr. Ben, you know, going to Egypt and studying, you know, um, the, uh, the uh, pyramids and, uh, you know, the mummies and, you know, discovering a whole bunch of information. Dr. Ivan Van Sertema talking about, they came before Columbus, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just, uh, you know, Dr. Jawanja Kanjufu talking about uh, the uh, history of um, violence against black boys and mm-hmm. the uh, school system and what's going on with that. So it's a long list, you know, Dick Gregory, like that name speaks for itself. So um, again, what was, what was that whole process like, man? And what gems have you been able to get from those guys? And, you know, what, you know, what, what was uh, the experiences like doing that, man? That, that's, I think is part of, you know, history itself right there, man, introducing that to a lot of your students and uh, folks that never heard of these people and their work was kind of brand new at the time too. Well, you know, it, it, I would say it's almost like what they call food for thought. The, 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 the more you feed, you feed the mind, the better you are. And I would say uh, that's what it was like. In other words, it's not like it was something new to me. It was part of the educational process for, you know, for me. And, and you know, they say, you know, once, once, once you learn, you have to share. 
So I so I, I went along with that philosophy, each, each one teach one, and um, and 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 that that's how it went. But also, it's not like it was something new. It was just a continuation of life, and and and, and what these brothers and sisters have shared with me and with the students at the college there was was, was great gems. And, and and to this day, I I, I walk in 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 the light that they've provided. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so before we even get kind of into really Kwanzaa, really, um, I know when we mention Kwanzaa, people think about, you know, Christmas and like, well, why, you know, why would we need something else when we already got Christmas, you know, like, uh, so can we get into like exactly, you know, Christmas and is it really for us? Like, is it really something that we should be? Now, I don't want to say should be because I think everybody has a right to kind of celebrate whatever it is that they want to celebrate. And we're all learning, you know, for the program tonight. We're not telling anybody like, yo, go celebrate Kwanzaa tonight, today, like make it happen this year. You know, it's a process. So uh, we are just giving information and you could throw it out or you could use it. So you could do whatever it is that you want with it. But um, for Christmas, what are some complications with Christmas as it relates to black folks? Well, you know, one way of looking at it, on the other side, somehow as, as, as a people, we find ways to make things work for us. You know, in other words, like, like I said, we think about, you know, how the soul food came about, you know, they, they thought that what they were probably doing was poisoning us. And, and what we did, we took it and turned it around, you know. So, so, so I think as a people, uh, if you go to a white house on Christmas, I mean, a white person's house on Christmas versus an, an African-American's house, um, I think you're going to see, some similar things, but I think it's looked upon differently. I, I think that um, we, no matter what we do, we tend to try to do things that kind of keep the family together and recognizing those in the family. You know, whereas, you know, as, but then as Christmas started to progress, it, it, it became a money thing, it became a commercial thing. And, 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 and so, so it's just like anything else, you know, when you look at um, Saint, um, what do you call it? Valentine's Day? Why is that had nothing to do with love? It's, it's selling, you know, flowers and candy. So, so, so I think that's that's what 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 we've done with Christmas. And some families realize that. That some people think that it, you know, Christmas is a totally uh, religious situation. I guess that's what the intent behind it. But right now, as we see Christmas, it's more of of of, of receiving more so than giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, some would say that uh, Christmas is, you know, almost all like whiteness. I know we try to insert blackness into it, get a black Santa, but originally Santa's white, white beard, white Christmas, white elves. Um, and we all know about uh, the uh, the uh, work that black psychologists has have done in the danger of, um, you know, just pure whiteness. And as it relates to our children you know, in regards to the images and things like that, that we show them. Um, so I know some folks, you know, try to have a black Santa and stuff like that. But like you mentioned too, um, it it was ideally like something uh, more of a religious type of holiday. Um, but Kwanzaa is supposed to be more cultural, right? So yes. um, can we get into kind of like, I know you spoke with Dr. Karinga many times. So what were those conversations like exactly? And then um, you can identify exactly, you know, what he said over why he created uh, Kwanzaa and what it's supposed to represent. You know, he created in 1966. So um, what, what was it meant for? And, um, you know, what, what did it represent? You know, so okay. what's the vibe behind that? 
Well, if, if, if we think about us, uh, when I say us as a people prior to 1966, now, depending upon how you see our history, they'll say that we, we became free in 1865. Uh, but and if that's the case, how come there, there hasn't been a celebration commemorating our, um, our freedom in 1865? Technically, there was nothing there. So if you look from 1865 to 1965, there was nothing there. So what what what, what Karenga was what was talking about that being that now you know we've gotten the right to vote, which makes us real citizens of the United States. How come there's nothing there to commemorate that? You know. So in other words, um, the, um, so in doing so, he says what we need we need something to kind of let us know that we, that we are important, let us know how, how valuable we are. So, um, so we, when he came up with, with the cold concept behind Kwanzaa, it was really something that he, he came up with years earlier. Um, um, uh, it was called a black value system. And, and if you look at the, the seven uh, symbols of Kwanzaa, the, the Nguzu Saba, uh, that's what he had. So before there was a Kwanzaa, I remember him talking about the black value system. So then he said, but listen, now, now that we quote unquote free or, or tasting some freedom, what can we do? And and then, you know, now basically this is where, where the, this, the term Sankofa comes from. So Sankofa mm -hmm. basically is an kind word means go back and get it. So in other words, what he was saying, we need to go back and really look at who we are and, and, and look at our roots. And, and in doing so, we start to connect as to, again, a tree without roots cannot grow. And a people without understanding their past will not be able to step forward. And so, so with the whole Sankofa concept, saying, yes, you're going to go back to your past so you can understand your presence to give you the strength to go into the future. And, and I think that when, when, when he said that, 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 that made it very, very, very important. So, so basically in, in 1966, uh, he at that time he was leading a group and uh, called us, and they developed an uh, African cultural center. And they said we need to do something to celebrate that. So that that first night when they were putting everything together, you know, they were looking at Kwanzaa. Now, and at that time, Kwanzaa was a six-letter word. Instead of having a double A at the end, it was only one A. And and the the the, the young kids were putting together. But however, there were seven kids. And one of them was about to feel like he was being left out of this process. And, and Karenga said, well, listen, let's add one more A. And so it became a seven, a seven letter word. And in, and in doing so, everyone felt the sense of what Kwanzaa was all about in terms of family and the end gathering of the people. Mm, mm. Yeah, and I know that that number seven is, um, you know, it's a godly number and there's a lot of meaning behind it. That's kind of why he put the seven and then the seven candles. Um, mm -hmm. along, along with the candles uh, are the colors, right? So uh, Dr. Kringer decided to use red, black, and green. So can you hit us up with what yeah, those colors represent like, for us? When we think of red, black, and green, we have to go back to Marcus Garvey. Mm. You know, I would say he's, um, he was probably one of the strongest Pan-Africans uh, Pan in, in, in our history. So, but now when, when, when Karenga got a hold of it, Say, okay, Garvey gave us red, black, and green. And, 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 and in doing so, he said, how can we start? With, uh, the, the red represents what, people? It represents the struggle. It, it, it represents the struggle. 
And he said, so how can you start something with struggle if there was no people? He said, so no matter what you do, we have to start with the people. So he took the red out. Instead of red, black, and green, he made it black, red, green. Black representing the people. The red representing the struggle that we, that we, we go for every day in terms of our, um, for our freedom. And the green for, for the, the promise of the future and prosperity. So and the victory and the victory of our battle. So basically, so he put he put the people first. Whereas when Garvey did it, he had the right intentions, but it was dealing with the struggle. And you can't have a struggle unless you have a person, unless you have people. So so that that's basically what 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 he did. So when we when we and sometimes because of how we buy the red black the, the, the flag, we still see see red, black, green, but we know what, what the intent was. You know, right. that this is something that's representing us. And, and, and we, we, we need to understand that and respect that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So along with that, you know, like this has been, like I said, almost 60 years. So there's been a lot of interpretations of uh, Kwanzaa and how to celebrate it, what to do and things of that sort. Uh, and I feel like there's been a lot of misconceptions as well. So with your history of talking to folks about it, what has been some common misconceptions about Kwanzaa and what it's supposed to mean and what it represents? Okay, one of the first ones that I, I think is, it goes without saying that it's, it's looked upon as Black Christmas. They 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 they, they think that um, that okay, so I, I get I get my Christmas present today, boy. But I tell you what, now we're gonna get my presents because now it's, 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 this is Black Christmas, and and um, and Kwanzaa has nothing to do with 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 Christmas. Um, people is not un, un, uncommon that people celebrate both. But the, the, the key to it is that it's the coming together. Um, and, and, but another misconception is that, well, you know, because it's dealing with, in some cases, African, some African spirituality is sprinkled in there. Uh, there well, I, I, I don't believe in, in African gods because I think they're the devil or whatever the case may be. But it's, uh, it's, it's a time where it's, it's, it's non-political, it's, it, um, it's non-religious. It's basically one looking at increasing in, in the value of the, of the black family. So, and, you know, I think that's it. And also when it talks about, about Kwanzaa, you know, people say, oh, well, you know what? I want my gift. I missed my gift on Christmas, but now I want my gift for Kwanzaa. Um, Kwanzaa is not like that. You know, as a matter of fact, the word for gift in, in Swahili is uh, a Zawadi. So you know when, when you when you give you give someone a zawadi it means a means something but also the zawadi is not something you're going to get from Toys R Us or wherever else. A lot of times these are cultural items. A lot of times they're handmade. Um, if they're not handmade, there's something dealing with the culture. So let's say you may see someone go out and buy an African doll or um or some of some of the games, whatever the case may be. But again. It's for people to say, okay, I'm getting this, and I know that this is a this is a gift or zawadi that represents me. Got it, got it. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, and before we get into these seven principles, you know, you know, Kwanzaa has become very popular even outside of Black culture, and we all know what happens when things that we do get popular outside of our culture it ceases to become ours sometimes. So. How can we make sure that this is something that is ours and, you know, it is it continues to be what it was meant to be for and that other cultures don't take it and, you know, remix it and make it their own and then we forget all about it, like some of these other things that, you know, we started and people take. 
Well, yeah, and and that's that's always a a big concern. Paul, you 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 want to make a comment? Mm -mm -mm. You got to unmute yourself. Um, I wanted to ask the larger question. I guess a more important question is how do we get black people involved? With uh, I read my mind. You read my mind. Okay. That's what I think you were alluding to. You, you, you know, I, I, I will put it to you this way. You know, um, uh, there, there was a question posed to Harriet Tubman. And, you know, you know they, they talk about the number of, of, of black folks that, that, that she, she helped liberate. And she said, I could have liberated a whole lot more had they known that they were slaves. So, so there, there, there's a mentality out there that we tend to go by whatever Europeans or whatever white folks you know, put, you know, whether they feel that that's being sanctioned. So I, I would say that this is where we as, a, in, as individuals and as a collective have to go back and, 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 and understand our past. You know, we got to go to the, to, to the Sankofa and, and, and understand that as an individual, we got to do this, but also that we have a responsibility to, to the family. And, uh, and, and I, I think that, that because if not, it'll be just like hip hop. You know, when, when hip hop first hit the scene, oh, that's not going to last. It's a fad and this, this, and that. Then all of a sudden, you go to a hip hop concert, you don't see a black person there. You know, what, 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 what happened? So, you know, so, you know, so, so somewhere along the line, we have to keep what, what is ours. You know, our anthropologists and sociologists say that if you get two cultures come together, one culture will ultimately, ultimately will absorb the other. And, and we have mm -hmm. to make sure that, that we're not part of that absorption. We have, we have to maintain our identity, you know, mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact, um, and one, one of the, the, the terms from Kwanzaa is a Kuchi Chakalia, and it means basically self-determination. And, and we have to main, maintain that. And one of the things that I, I look at sometimes, when did, as Africans, did we become self-determined? And, um, and, and technically, again, we may have to go back to Marcus Garvey because he was talking talk about us as, as being African. But then what really happened, which white folks got highly upset back in, when, when Kwanzaa came out, all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we were, no, we were no, no, no longer, we're no longer colored. You know, now, now we're black. And, and people say, wait a minute, how are you going to call yourself black? That makes no sense. Because that was something that we wanted to do. And, and, and I think that as long as we see ourselves as a self-determined people, we will always move, move forward. And if we didn't have the Kwanzaa, what would we be doing now to let people know that we're here? How about letting each other know? You know, I've had students in the past who didn't see themselves as African because no one told them that they were African. So, so mm -hmm. I think those are the things that we, you know. So we have to do make make sure, and I think that's the reason why we're having this conversation, uh, is that that it's something that we have to do. It's almost like when we talk about Sankofa, about going back to the past. Let's bring some of those traditions that we had from the past. Let's bring them back and, and, and still do it. Now, the interesting thing about some of our traditions, we've been doing it all along. Now, when 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 we look at the concept behind libations. You know, people say, ah, yeah, we do that. But then again, I, I remember as a kid, you know, hanging on the corner with Paul Robinson, you know, he, he had his 40. And, uh, and, and when he had the 40, you know, Paul would say, listen, well, before we drink this, let's give honor to the brothers who are not here. 
those who, who are incarcerated, those who are whatever, and, and pour some out on the ground. And, 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 and I realized as I got older, I mean, I'm in college now, whatever, and I said, wait a minute, I remember we were doing that, you know, in the corner. So there's certain things that we do that, that that's part of our traditions. We, we, just don't, we just don't look at it as such. Absolutely, man. Absolutely agreed. And I say too, like, you know, some of us have a fear of black things, like, you know, with the Kwanzaa, it's like, oh, here we go with this black stuff again and all this stuff. And I just want to, you know, have a regular holiday. Why we got to talk about this black stuff for and all this stuff. And I feel like we don't have that same energy when it's time to talk about the Holocaust, you know what I'm saying? And it's time to talk about the yearly things that people speak about every year. And they have that, you know, saying, never forget, you know, nobody's telling them like, yo, why are y'all talking about this every year, man? Like, why y'all got to, you know, infuse this into the kids and the culture every year and things of that sort. But when it comes to us, you know, we, we get into the, here we go again, you know, but I think we should adapt that same type of mindset and discipline, never forget and it makes uh, sense. And if we can do that, you know, with, you know, other things from other cultures that, you know, that they've been through and whatnot, why can't we do it, do that for our own? We don't have an issue with going back and looking at the Holocaust and our kids looking at the history and, and this and that. But when it comes to the black Holocaust and when it comes to black culture and our black history, it's a problem, this black stuff again. Yeah. So I would adapt to never forget, man, never forget. And to keep going through this so we can have an understanding of where we came from, what our struggles were and where we need to be at. Just like you just mentioned with the Sankofa. So I just but, wanted to add that. Right. And what you're saying is correct. I think that, that this is the where we have to, I'm, I'm not going to say start. I'm going to say that's where we're going to continue. And I think that anytime you want to in, in put anything in a given culture, it has to come from the kids or I should say presented to the kids. So I think that we, we have to put Kwanzaa in the sense where the kids understand what it's all about. And, and, and then the good thing about Kwanzaa, it, it's also a bridge of, 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 of generations. So, so when, you know, when, when, when the kids are doing, giving their perspective of how Kwanzaa is important to them, and we as elders give them the stories of how we got to where we are today, I think, and once we have those, those, those interchanges, that's, that's when great things are going to happen. Because if we don't do them, whose responsibility is it to let us know? If we say it's the school system, then you go, you, you, you're going to learn about the Holocaust. But, 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 but we have to let our presence be felt, not only in our homes, but also our presence should be felt in, in the curriculum that we're getting every day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and speaking of that, I just wanted to take time to dissect uh, and simplify. I think sometimes we think like, because we're talking um, in the Swahili with the seven uh, principles that people really get confused and they think it's more complicated than what it is. So I kind of really wanted to simplify the concepts. And, um, you know, we're talking about the day after Christmas, starting uh, December 26th uh, and lighting that candle and then, um, you know, celebrating that concept. So I just wanted to go one by one um, and identify what these things are, what they mean, and then how we can go about celebrating them. Um, because Karenga kind of left it open. He didn't say like, this is exactly what you need to do kind of thing. So folks do different things, but just identifying with that concept with whatever you do. So, uh, so uh, Professor Norman, uh, Professor Daniels, you could let us know kind of like, you know, what has been done, some of the things that you do for every concept. And we'll start with the uh, first one, December 26. Okay. So, you know, if, if this was the morning of, of December 26, I, and I see you out on the street, I would say a Varagani. 
and basically a baragani means like what's happening what's the word and so now to put us all on on the same boat on the same level we're going to say umoja umoja which means unity now what i'm going to do just because i don't mess things up so it says here it says to strive for and maintain unity in our family community and nation and race so in other words what can we do to show the world how we are united and, and a lot of times you know because we live in a culture that's really it's me myself and i and we and, and we, we're not looking to be ubuntu or the, the we part uh, so we have to reinstitute that so what does it mean to be united so sometimes unity can be defined as what how can you get along with with, with your siblings how can you give respect to to your elders or how about giving respect to the brother or sister who lives next door? So, so whatever we can do, how creative we can be to, to say, hey, yes, we are together. Now, the interesting thing about there is something about us that people pick up. Um, if, if you ever listen to white people talk, white people will say, oh, yeah, you ever notice those, 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 those black folks? They all stick together. So somehow there's, there's, a, there's a, 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 a picture out there that we are a united people. And if, if, if that's the case, we need to continue that and, and let it be known. I mean, a lot of times when white folks see us protesting, and, you know, they say, oh, wow. But the, the key to it is that we got to find ways to care for each other, love one another, and, 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 and do some great things for each other. So we're looking at unity. So that day, just to kind of give you an idea. So let's say you're your you're, you're family. And so now that morning at breakfast, um, the mother, the father may say, okay, this is a motion. What can we do today? Because by dinner tonight, we really want something to go on. During that day, the, the, the children in the family could be do, uh, doing some artwork, be showing what unity means to them. They may come up with a, a little play to, 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 to show what, what, what unity is. Then, and then, of course, the, during the course of the day, the parents and uh, the elders will be reading stories about how we, how, how we come together. And, and what does it mean to, to, to be to be united? So and so now, so that night at dinner, the, the discussion is instead of saying, "Well, listen, um, you know, uh, um, who won the basketball game today?" Even though I know Amityville lost probably, but 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 who who won the basketball game today? <laughs> the, the, the 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 discussion will be on what does it mean to be to be united? And mm. so so that that's that's the day. That, so at the end of that end. So now that day, being that it is the first day, now we're looking at, at, the, at the Tanara that, that's, that's holding the seven candles, the representing the seven principles. The first principle, will, uh, if you were to put the Tanara together, okay, is unity, so that would be the black candle. Okay, so every time you light that black candle, what you're going to be thinking about is unity. Okay, so that's day one. And so by the time the kids go to bed that night, at the time you light that candle, then everyone will understand what it means to be united. Got it, got it, got it, got it. All right, so we got unity, uh, December 27th. Okay, so now uh, again, that morning, we were saying Abarigani, and we're saying Kujichakali, self-determination. Okay, and to, just to read that out, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. In other words, we don't need someone else to tell us who we are. We don't need someone else to say, to, to, so in other words, we're the ones who are in control 
about how we see each other. And it's interesting because it's by, by knowing who you are, you see yourself differently and how you deal with others differently. You know, um, so so a lot of times we, we, we think that that we are the less than because based upon how how things are. I'll give you an example. When when before they, they did the, the Brown versus versus Board of Education, uh, what was the the sociologist's name? Um, um he and his wife. Um anyway, he did the black doll thing. And mm-hmm. and and when he and, and when 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 an African or when black students were looking at these these dolls. They were selecting the white doll over the black doll. Now, the, the, to me, that tells me that these are kids who do not need to be around white people. They need to be around more black people. But somehow that's what led to, to the Brown versus Board of Education situation. So in other words, um, we tend to have others define us. Good example, back during enslavement, they, they called us everything, everything from, from um, everything negative or whatever that, that they have. And and at that point, I remember when I was a kid, and I remember I used to see myself as being colored. Then I remember the whole thing about being Negro. And these were terms and labels that was put upon us. These were not our developed terms, you know. That so so when we came up with with saying, "Hey, we are black," uh, that was something that that said that belongs to us, and therefore, and and this is going to be our our situations. And so the the key to this about being self determined is that we have the freedom to develop who we are without having someone else telling us otherwise. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I, I think that that could be very, very, very important. So on, on day two, everything that goes on in that house is what can we do, uh, put out there to show our self-determination. One of the most popular uh, activities that day is the kids coming up with, with the, the black, red, and green flag. And and talking about 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 Mark Marcus Garvey and uh, and 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 his his contributions to our to our our thoughts and our intellect. So and and kids will come up and so they'll they'll do a, a they'll they'll do some some drawings that that will, will show our self determination. So mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 a word that's sometimes very difficult to pronounce, but the, but but once you understand the meaning, uh, it's a person who stands tall. Mm. And just to emphasize that self-determination from Marcus Garvey, which, uh, you know, a lot of leaders that we think about, uh, Malcolm X's father followed Marcus Garvey. Um, Dr. Karinga mentions, you know, Marcus Garvey, like everybody, you know, kind of stemmed from that philosophy. And the self-determination was saying that, you know, as Black people, we don't need to rely on white folks to do everything for us. And, you know, we can determine our own destiny and do things for ourselves. So I think Mm -hmm. that is a perfect person to kind of think about when we talk about self-determination and that concept, you know, Marcus Garvey doing for ourselves and establishing, you know, everything that he did, like, you know, having his own everything, like, uh, you know, he had a group of nurses and uh, was involved in all types of businesses and um, just everything like was done, you know, for ourselves, by ourselves. So definitely yeah. a good person to think about. All right. December 28th. Okay, but uh, Dr. Love, what, what, did, did you want to make a comment? Oh, yeah, I just want to make a comment. When we talk about, you know, Black identifying ourselves as Black, let's, we always mention Malcolm. Let's please not leave out the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and no. the ministers who are talking about. So please, let's not leave out the teacher and mention all the students, all right? Yeah, you know what, too, like with self-determination, too, like uh, mentioning Elijah Muhammad, like I feel like uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I feel like a lot of us um, sometimes we throw away 
uh, the 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 folks that's coming from jail, the folks that's been locked up, the folks that messed up in life, and he he brought all those people in and um, gave them that self determination to believe in themselves, and not only that, but gave them information, gave them knowledge, gave them confidence. So I think he was one of those first people that you know took people that we normally throw away in society and bought them up and gave them information and created this crazy level of confidence in them. And so definitely the honorable Elijah Muhammad worth mentioning. No, I was just, you know, he kind of read my mind and, and uh, Professor Daniels, Daniels and I talk about this a lot. Um, we're, we've, we've always wondered why they, they uh, psychologists and, and social workers and, and sociologists never studied Elijah Muhammad because he was the only person in the United States that was able to take this, this specific population and clean them out, clean them up without the benefit of drugs or anything like that. You know, and, yeah. and it, it, it always puzzled me as to why mainstream America does not take a look at him and, and the methods that he used to, to, uh, to get people right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I swear, as a kid growing up, I remember all of us had to read uh, how to eat to live, but also that came out of the nation of Islam. Also, the whole concept behind black families—they uh, used to have some great black family days at at Randall's Island in the city, and and the place would be packed. And, and I mean, not you know, everyone's having a good time. Everyone is. It's almost like how the the atmosphere when we, when we, um, down down in D.C. But um, but but basically. The, the, the most successful drug and re, uh, rehab program came out of the nation of Islam. Mm. And even though now they put all this money, I think I, I still think that their success rate is higher than anyone else's. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And somebody said it was too powerful of a tool. That's probably why they, they don't want to implement it. You know, they know mm -hmm. this is this is going to work. This is going to help get us out of these situations. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, all right. December 28th. Okay, so we wake up that morning. We're gonna, I see you guys walking down the street. I look at you. We give ourselves a high five, and then I say, Barry Ghani, and you're going to say, Ujima, Ujima. And it means collective work and responsibility. Again, uh, offset of, of Umoja, collective, collective work. And that, that, that's very important. It says to build and maintain our community together and make our brother's problem our problem. So mm. in other words, basically, how can we work together? A lot of times, again, we, we have that me, myself, and I mentality. We say, let's, let's not do that. And, and, and the, the, there are those out there who are saying, yes, let's work together. Let's solve our problems. Instead of closing the door, someone open the door. And what, what, can we, what can we do? And, there, there, and there, there's a lot of us out there that 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 live by 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 that principle. Does anyone want to speak about that principle? Um, Collective would, work and responsibility. I will butt in real quick too. Uh, I think that um, you know, like in this part of the world, it is about the I and me doing for myself, and you know, I can't focus on anybody else. My kids, my this and my that, but that is not our way originally and um can you imagine if you know the ancestors of the haitian revolution you know the ancestors of these you know uprisings and the folks that fought for us had that mindset where it's just about me 
it's about my freedom. Harriet Tubman, it's about me. And I'm not going back for anybody else. You know what I mean? So that is not us. And I think that it's important, you know, definitely during this time to remember that, you know, part of our culture, our heritage, our history is about us. So super important. Yeah. yeah. And also, go on, Dr. Luck. Most definitely. I think we were fine until integration. I mean, <laughs> integration was our disintegration. So, you know, mm. in terms of getting us to work together, it seems like everything in society now is geared to oppose, you know, the unity of black men. And, you know, we've spoken about it several times, the unity of black men with black women. You know, I've never experienced this level of pushback in my life. If anyone from any other uh, race or ethnicity would say, hey, I prefer my woman. Everyone's like, yeah, that's that's natural. You know, you prefer mm-hmm. your own woman. You go on Facebook right now and say, I only like black women. And you will get pushed back from 100 of your friends that say, hey, why are you excluding other women? What about other types of women? It's incredible. Everything mm-hmm. is being done to muddy the water, to separate us you know, from our women and to separate us as brothers. Every hip hop album is not about, oh, I get my crew and we're all in together. It's I got me, I got mine, you better get yours. You know, it's it, it, it's terrible. You know, mm-hmm. you can see some improvement of late, but, it, 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 you know, th- there's only so many Rick Rosses and people like that to go around. I mean, you know, I mean, not Rick Ross. Killer Mike has a song oh. called Yes that was, you know, lately that's that's kind of inspirational, but. You know, well, you know, it's funny because back back in the day, you know, there was there wasn't uh, an official foster care uh, system in our community. You know, when, when a child was born, somehow the community found ways to raise that child. Um, uh, and, 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 you know, it was, this was not until we decided the government decided that they want to get involved. And, in, 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 you know, particularly if you look at the Moynihan report and all this other crap. That the, how all of a sudden the things that was important to us, they made it not important because if white folks were not involved, then it really shouldn't exist. Mm, mm, yeah, I man. say, I say. Uh-huh. It's, sure. it's true, it's true. Yes, you it know, is, man. We, I think, you know, even the street, you know, we talked about it several times, we've spoken about it. This, even the people in the street, we didn't curse around our women. We didn't curse around the kids. We didn't disrespect grandma and grandpa. It's, we took off our hat when we went into each other's homes and we respected each other's fathers and mothers. We, you know, even we could be grimy in the street, but we didn't mm-hmm. disrespect each other in our homes. And, you know, you know what's mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, Frank, I, I tell this story every year. I said, you know, we, we, we live in a situation where let's say if, if, if I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends on the corner and Miss Mary's coming towards us. We when as she gets closer, we cross the street. And the question is, why were we, why were we running from Miss Mary? Because we knew she was going to say, "What are you doing with your life?" But not only that, can you come to my house and clean up my basement, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be? But but we had that kind of respect for our elders. In today's world, you know, Miss Mary sees us coming towards her, and she crossed the street. So so <laughs> so we 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 have to find ways to, to reconnect, you know, with with our elders. And 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 I and. It, and now, and she said to Miss Mary, why did you cross the street? Because I didn't want those boys beating me up and taking my money. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a different way of how we see each other and how we see ourselves today. 
Yes, sir. And I think with the collective work and responsibility, like you just mentioned, man, like mm-hmm. one thing could be like help folks clean up like in the black, you know, community in your area, like come together and um, let's 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 clean up our, our area. Um, or we can just think about planning and uh, come together for a big project or like, what are we going to do this year as a family? Or like, can we get a new business venture together or whatever it is like so we can be involved in collective work because it's easier when you have many as opposed to just one. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, definitely something to think about. All righty, December 20, what are we up to, 29th or 30th? 29th, 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 December 29th. So now, again, so when we say Abaragani, the word for the day is going to be Ujamaa. Ujamaa, and and now you kind of alluded to it just now, collective economics. Okay, and basically to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and and other businesses so uh, we can profit from them together. So now, so if, if you think about about that, you know, of course, we look at it historically. If you go back to Black Wall Street, you know, that basically that that that's what what they did. They 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 worked together. Um, so now, in today, the twenty first century, what do we do to show that? So, of course, I think the easiest way out is to make sure we we utilize black businesses. You know, sometimes black businesses are criticizing for charging too much. And uh, for sometimes we may have to find a way to work work around that, but but let's say in the family for that day, um, the the kids may say, okay, we're gonna, we're going to collect our money, and put it in the bank. But we're not going to put it in HSBC. We 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 we're going to put it in the Lincoln Bank or a, a black owned bank. So and I think that what we do is every year in in my house we we put more money in, in into a black owned bank. Uh, if you know someone who's starting a business, what can we do to patronize that business? Because you, uh, the, the one thing about, about the dollar, in order for a community to really um, uh, grow economically, it used to be the money had to exchange hands in, in that community seven times. Now they're talking about they like 12 times or something like that. So we have to find ways, you know, not to go to, 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 to the mall. But, but what do we have on, on Main Street that, that we, we can definitely patronize and, and, and understand? Because you got to remember, integration, there's a lot of things that was the harm that was done to us. Anything that was, that was sustainable prior to that was fine. Now, oh, well, you do not want to go to a black store. They're, they're, their goods are not thinking, oh, why would you want to go to a black doctor? That, that, that makes sense. If you want a lawyer, you got to go to a Jewish lawyer. So anything that we had that was thriving, prior to integration is now is, is being put down. So now the whole thing behind Kwanzaa, what can we do to reinstitute that? You know, mm-hmm. how can we, we, we spend our money in our community? Now, of course, the, the, the Black community today is more of a psychological thing than, than a physical thing because you know, everyone's moving all over the place. But we can find things in that community that we can, that we, we, we can support. And I think that's so, so cooperative economics becomes very big. A lot of times we should say, ah, money's not important. But it seems like it's not important, but it's important to everybody else. I mean, uh, I, th- I think last <laughs> year within our community, I think we, 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 uh, we, we uh, I think it was $1.3 trillion that, that, that we were technically the 16th uh, economically stable nation in the world, but yet we have nothing. So, mm-hmm. so the thing about what can we do? To show so that we do have this economic strength, and 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 but also make sure we benefit from it. 
you know, and, and that's something that that's part of the discussions that we have to have. That's a discussion that, as a matter of fact, like what you had before about financial literacy, that's something that's very important. So that day, uh, that's one of the discussions that parents should have with their kids. What does it mean to, to be economically solvent? And, and I, th- I think that, that that's very, very important. Well said, well said. Um, another excellent day, too, to invest in Mastermind, man, if, you know, on that day. Uh, but like you just mentioned, man, definitely supporting no, black businesses. And you know, and, 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 and that's, that's true. Because what we, we have <laughs> to do, because if we do not look for out for ourselves, who's going to do it for us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, I, I know we had this whole concept of Blackout Tuesday and everybody go support black business and this and that. If they're not supporting black business, don't support them. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but that should be a regular thing. Right. Like that should not, you know, that it shouldn't be a one time Blackout Tuesday. And that's it. You know, so I think that is the perfect day to look at where it is that you want to invest in, in regards to black businesses. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, you could go to a black restaurant that day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can go into um a black clothing store um you can you know support your friend or your neighbor or um family member that has their own business that you maybe you haven't bought their gear yet or whatever it is so i think it doesn't have to be super complex you know uh it's make it simple and those little things i think make a huge difference but guess Um, what it it makes it more of a challenge i'll give you an example a couple years ago i gave this uh, this workshop we're about Kwanzaa. So I said, at the end, if, you, if you're successful in the workshop, then we're going to give you your own Kwanzaa kit. And so I ordered these Kwanzaa kits. I delivered them. I looked on the bottom of the canara and said, it said, made in China. And I said, damn. <laughs> I said, damn, that's not what I want. You know, then we were looking at kente cloth and then come to find out that in China, they were making kente cloth and, and the arrogance <laughs> of them they would go to Ghana and were selling their made kente cloth to people in Ghana. So, so we, we, we have to make sure that we, we, we stay on, on the platform of, of what we're all about and, and making sure that we are economically um, uh, 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 solvent and not giving our money to someone else. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wait, a minute, wait a minute. Mm-hmm, am, mm-hmm. I seeing, am I seeing Dr. Robinson? Is, is, <laughs> is, 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 she, is she in the house? Is that, that can't be her. Dr. Robinson, welcome. Yeah, so it's all right. Great seeing you. So, so those are the things that we have to look at, and 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 we have to be able to let our children know the same thing. Like a good example, I think right now one of the biggest things that's going around is, is children's books, and um and 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 um and there's a lot of festivals, book festivals, whatever. But what I'm picking up is that there's not much, or not as much, I should say, showing black men. Mm. Showing black men. And um and and I really there's a lot of books on 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 girls and women, which is great. But the, but but people they don't want to have the, the the discussion on on where we are today with with, with, with black men. And I and, and I, I think I think that that's inter- interesting. Or they're reading great stories, but about children from other cultures. We they we got to see ourselves in 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 those those situations. Yes, sir. Agreed. Agreed, man. And buy a, a black book about black men. They're out there. Just gotta look for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, December thirtieth. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm I'm glad you're good with that because sometimes, boy, I I get all these days mixed up. 
So now <laughs> that morning we 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 walk. We're at the local store, or whatever. And I I say to you, Baragani, what's the word? And guess what you're gonna say? You're gonna say near purpose. Okay, and I'm just gonna read that to you to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional um to, to their traditional greatness. So basically purpose. I mean, if you look at it sense. Everyone has to have a sense of purpose. And, and, and if we have a, what we would call a collective purpose and understand that purpose and that identity, we're, we're, we're definitely going, going to grow. And, um, and, and it's interesting because I've been finding lately a lot of young children with the name Mia. Mm-hmm. And I said, and, and I, sometimes I'll say that, listen, well, what does Mia mean? Sometimes they'll say, I don't know. This, that, that's that's mm-hmm. my, my grandmother told my mother to name me that name. And, and I think that that's another area that we got to look at. When we name our children, we have to ha- give them a name that they understand what that really means. You know, and, and, and it's because of one thing about, about self, self-esteem is how, how do we do things to build it and make it stronger? So when you realize that you, you're representing not only your family, but you're representing the historical uh, contributions of your people. Um, there's, there's nothing better than that. Mm, well said, well said. I think that's a day too to, to kind of reconstruct your things and think about, you know, am I living on purpose? Am I living with my purpose? You know, are people in my life supporting my purpose? You know, all those type of questions yeah. that we can kind of ask ourselves and start right. thinking about, you know, and visualizing. Right. You know. So ma- imagine you have a child, let's just say hypothetically in the fourth grade, and that day they they write a poem on, on what 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 Nia means to them and, and how they're gonna take that and keep that with them for the for the for the rest of their lives. But also now with, with the sharing and, 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 and connecting with the elders, that I think that 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 could be very very great. Indeed, indeed. All right, uh okay, Dr. Sem- Love. I'd like to pose a a question to the entire panel, you know, in terms of, you know, culture, every, you know, national, every, every community, you know, they have a school system that reinforces their values and teaches children in line with their collective identity and purpose, except black people in America. How do we instill this sense of deep community and unity and blackness in an environment that's not designed to do that and in an environment that might be uh, deemed hostile to such a cultural identification or awareness. As educators, I throw it up to you. Okay. Who want to answer the question first? No, go ahead. Go, go, go. I'll go right after Yes, sir. I think uh, it starts with uh, truth. And um, I think we're going to get to this soon, too. But it starts with truth and also uh, having a plan, you know, not trying to figure this out from the beginning. But uh, I think Dr. Welsing, you know, Dr. Francis Crest Welsing, great, uh, great. Um, why am I getting a brain fart right now? Dr. Francis Crest Welsing, psychiatrist. great psychiatrist, psychologist. Oh, my God. Dr. Francis Cresswell is a great psychologist. I'll mention that, you know, we have to have our kids with a purpose and on purpose and to identify what is the schooling process going to be like for them? What is, what is everything going to be like and how are we going to go about this? And it shouldn't be just random. So 
I think those things should be thought about. And it's also about keeping it honest and truthful with them, um, having our own curriculum for them. I think that sometimes we think the school is going to do it, like folks that don't know that the school doesn't do it. That's not in the school. Um, they think that this is where they're going to get things at, but you're going to provide it to them. Like you should provide it to them. And during the summer, there's opportunities um, during the time that they have off weekends, whatever it is, um, and infusing those things and even identifying some things within the culture that are not correct and just keeping it as honest as possible with them, but also having a curriculum set up for them. Um, and if you can't do it yourself, finding somebody that can that can do it in the community um, for them and, you know, just starting basically uh, based like that. But um, that's kind of what I think about in regards to trying to have this within the uh, system that we are in right now, just being truthful and honest and not trying to sugarcoat. I think we sugarcoat, you know, some of the things that um, the system does to our kids and um, what's going on in the schools and um, white history and white supremacy and white ideology and how it impacts us like just you know just trying to find a way to say it to them like that a kid can make sense of but that doesn't sugarcoat what's happening like I just mentioned with you know um, Jewish history and the Holocaust they don't sugarcoat that you know what I mean they keep it real with their kids or what's, what happened and why it should never happen again and why they should never forget so again why not us do the same uh, mm. Professor Robinson you didn't leave me very much. <laughs> You're pretty accurate on, on all accounts in terms of what you said. Um, the only other thing I can add to is maybe um, we can use Mastermind as a, an example. Um, that, that, that's a great example of, of one of the things that we should be doing. Um, we should also be learning as much as we can about uh, African history and, you know, across, you know, uh, across the world. Um, I learn new things every week about African history. And I've been studying it for 25 years, but there's always something new that you can learn. And the more we learn, the more we pass on to, to those children. So, I mean, I, I agree with everything that you said. And I mean, it's really, it's, I mean, just, just think about it. Monday morning, some little black kid is gonna go to school and get their indoctrination into white supremacy. They'll learn less and less about who they are, and it goes on all day, every day, and we don't realize that this is not the place for our children. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not at all, you know. So it's a tough, it's a it's a tough, it's a tough road sometimes, you know, trying to trying to explain to black folks. I mean, even even with the concept of Kwanzaa, I've been celebrating Kwanzaa since uh, about '86, and I, when when I first started celebrating, uh, friends and family were. Were, were just looking at me like I had lost my mind. You know, that went on for a few years before it kind of got popular. And when it got popular, they kind of, you know, left me alone. They would say things like, well, um, I know you don't celebrate Christmas, but um, um, I'm going to get you something anyway. <laughs> things like that, you know, just, just off the wall stuff. And so, I mean, it's, it's about, it, it really is about information. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, and, um, Dr. Robinson, what, 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 how would you add to, this, to the topic? Mm. Thank you so much. Um, so, first of all, I, I, I take some um, issue with the premise of the question, which I think presents Black people as having like this deficit or pathology or, you know, and we have a very unique experience where we are the only people that have experienced centuries of of, of slavery 
um, of a condition that was less than human in this country, okay? 244 years of that, 100 plus years of segregation, violence, and race, racist violence. So our situation can't really be compared as an equivalency to any other group. But, and I also take issue with the idea that we haven't done some of this work because to recover what was taken from us uh, required nothing short of our own black genius. And we used that creative genius, that, that original genius to, to, to mitigate the loss of our culture, our names, our religion, our history, our traditions. And I think that uh, Milana Karenga with the creation of Kwanzaa is one expression of how our cultural revival, how the re restoration of our mm. cultural values has been there since he did this in 1968. My parents raised me doing Kwanzaa my entire life. So we could have generations of people that have been doing Kwanzaa. And what that gave me was a tremendous sense of who I am, not just the color of my skin, who I am, the values that we hold, the values that come from our ancestors, the values of create of creators. Not we are not the destroyers. We aren't the people who destroyed the planet. We aren't the people who consume more than we need. We aren't the people who don't take care of our grand our, our elders and our children. We're not those people. We are not the destroyers. But I never I learned who we are more than just we're the color of our skin. But I learned who we are, the values, because of Kwanzaa. And not mm -hmm. because I got it right away, because we did it was because we the repetition. We did Kwanzaa every single year. And every seven days of Kwanzaa, I learned the same principles. And through that repetition, it became a part of my identity. And then it became a part of how I see and love my people. I love Black people now because I understand who we are. We're way more than just the color of our skin. We are this collection of values that Milana Karenga presented with Kwanzaa. And I'm so grateful that he did that. And it is a, it, it, there is a, a tremendous genius and a potential in that. So we don't have to recreate the wheel and we do not have to treat ourselves as if we are, you know, are suffering from a, we do, we do suffer from, from you know, the, the trauma and the side effects of, of all that we've been through. But we have done a lot of work to regain our sanity and regain our center. And I think that um, if, if nothing else, you know, Kwanzaa is one of the, the, the first things we need to make sure that we teach our children and we, we do it with them every year so that they understand these principles and it becomes part of their. Yeah, good point. I have, I have a story to share. Um, at, at my grandson's school, they decided they were going to have kind of like a, a holiday uh, show and tell. And so he decided to, to, to bring in his Kanara. And uh, another girl in this class brought in the. Can you explain uh, what a canara is, Professor? Oh, Dan? the candle holder. The red, the, the, that holds the seven candles, the red, black, green candles. So uh, he brought that into. And so when they looked at his canara, they looked. When the girls showed her, her menorah, they said, oh, this is so beautiful. So now he comes home that day. He's pissed off. And, and he said this, and he's eight years old. He said, you know, I realized my classmates have no culture. And I said, why did you say that? Because they did not recognize my culture and, I, and, and, and I'm so disappointed in them and I, I'm highly upset with them. And I said, but you know, the smart thing about it, you let your, you let your culture be known. And I, and I think that's it. Now, and, and I think that, that, that if we look at our history, somehow along the way during segregation, we learned how, how, how to, to, to educate ourselves. 
when I, when I was a younger person in Brooklyn, they had this cultural center called the East. And, um, and, and, and believe in that, some of the students who graduated from the East became, became students at Suffolk Community College also. And what I've learned is that, that we could do great things if, if they leave us alone. But and, and what the East would do, they would do some great stuff, and then they decide they wanted to have some kind of impact in the curriculum. They wanted to do all this other stuff. So I think what it is, we have to take the responsibility of educating our kids. We've been duped when 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 when, when, when the schools became integrated, and, and the schools would say to the parents, "Let us educate your kids." It's almost like saying to us, "Let us brainwash your kids." So we have to go back to the original tenets of education. The, the, the purpose of education is for the parents to educate their kids. The public schools will enhance whatever the parents are teaching them. So we have to. We cannot continue the trust that we've been putting in the public school system. We we mm. we, we, we got to go back to our own situation. Agreed. Agreed. And I um, also want to say I agree with Dr. Robinson as well. And one of the reasons I I bring about um, the Holocaust so much and what uh, Jewish folks do is because. Um, you know, a lot of times we say like, well, why do I want to think about what happened 400, 300, 200, 100 years ago? You know, it's 2021, this and then the third. So it's kind of like just to bring some context, but not to come to, to say this is an equivalent. It's not even close to an equivalent. We all know that, you know, our history goes way past that, but it's, it's just for some context. So people kind of understand that concept of never forget and um, that it is being done and we don't say anything about it when it's being done on the other side, but we got a problem when it's being done on our side. So that is the well, reason to by add doing to, to add to that, I mean, to today, what's, what's the biggest question of today? A, a whole thing about critical race theory. Mm. You know, wh- why did that come about? Because we, we, we figured that, you know, why should we continue to deliver the myth when we need to deal with the reality? And, and, and I think that, that that's what we have to do. So wherever we, we've experienced, it cannot be omitted or sugarcoated. Uh, yes, I sir. think our kids grow from the truth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and uh, for what Professor Robinson was saying, um, we do have folks that, that use Mastermind for educational purposes. Um, there are some educators that present the programs to their students and parents as well. Um, and they use it as a learning experience because they're learning from, you know, people that have expertise in their area. Um, and they write about, you know, they write a report about the interviews and things of that sort. So there are some kind of ways, if you don't know yourself, Black history or, um, you know, certain topics that you can scroll through some of our episodes and, um, you know, have your child listen in and, um, you know, write a report about it or write something about it. So, you know, we can be used for educational purposes. That's mainly what we do. Um, but going in back into Kwanzaa, uh, Professor Daniels, what about uh, December 31st? All right. So basically, we're looking at, you know, that morning, as I see all of your smiling faces, I would say, Baragani, your response would be Kumba. Kumba creativity. And as we look at creativity, to do always as much as we can in a way we can in order to, to, uh, to leave out, to go. I, I'll tell you, I can't read anymore. I tell you, I don't look problems <laughs> to, uh, to learn and, and uh, our community will make our community more beautiful and beneficial than we than, than we, we inherited. Basically, what we're saying is, we have we have the capacity to solve all kinds of problems. Uh, we have the capacity to be creative in terms of what we need to do. So when we look inside the community, like how we were just talking about education. Somehow, historically, we have always found ways to educate ourselves. 
you know, uh, when we look at the hundreds of years we were enslaved, but also the 17 generations that we've been here. And, and but somehow, you know, like good example, my, my mother went to the sixth grade, but yet uh, as a kid growing up, she's talking about what, what, what black people have done. And I realized that we somehow we have the creativity to, to make things happen. And, 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 we, and we're saying that if that's the case, not only are we going to make things happen for ourselves, but what can we do in terms of our people and our community? So, so we, we always got to think of that, but what can we do to, 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 make, to make things better? And I think that's, that's very important. So now that day, people love Kumba because now that, you know, that's when they come up with, when they, 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 they come up with the dances or di different things that they, they, they want to do, particularly the kids. The kids say, oh, yes, you know, let's, let's, let's show how creative we are. Uh, they'll show the artwork that they, they, they put together. And, 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 and you look at it and you say, yes, that's what we are. We are a very much a creative people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I think that um, along with that, I think we have to continue infusing creativity amongst our kids. I think the education system kind of takes that away. And, um, you know, as parents, we got to continually make them think and make them create things and think outside of the box kind of thing with activities that we give them or questions we ask them and things of that sort. Because, you know, eventually within the education system, you usually, we usually find it in elementary school where there is no more creating. This is just like take on information and absorb it and regurgitate it. You know what I'm saying? So we have to continue the creativity um, so that when they become adults, they can continue to be creative for, for Black folks, you know, for us in the community. Uh, so yeah, so I don't know if anybody wanted to add on to creativity. Well, you know, you know when you find the creativity is, is when, like when, when you listen to the words coming from, from, from Dr. Love, he, he finds very, very strong ways of, of making our relationships, no matter how negative people see it, that he brings out the positive. So I, so I, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's important too, man, being creative enough to say, see. I say. <laughs> yes, sir, Dr. Love. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was saying, I think it's important to be creative enough to see um, the positivity in us and not just the, the negative stuff. And also to see uh, changes that can occur in the future, because you know I read a lot of black authors, and you know sometimes like they're infusing like all the negative stuff in our culture and our neighborhoods and all that stuff, and they put it into a book, you know, for entertainment and all that stuff. But um, you know that stuff is dangerous because we got to be able to see past all that and to see a future that is better than the present. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's super important. Uh, what you were talking about, Professor Daniels. Um, all right, so we got creativity uh, January first. All right. Now, now, Jet, Jet, actually, um, I'm going to say Baragani and we're going to say Imani Faith. Imani Faith. And, 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 and as we continue to talk, you can see how all these kind of kind of connected. And so it says to believe with all of our hearts and our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness um, and the victory of our struggle. In other words, we, we, we got to start believing in each other. You know, um, it's, it's funny, you know, we look at some of the stereotypes, we, we, we'll, we'll, look at, we'll look at black kids and say, oh, well, they're, they're not smart, but we'll think that the white kids are smarter. So we got to start putting, having faith in, in each other. Now from a, um, so that day we, we talk about faith, but also guess, guess what happens? Uh, I, and I should have, I, I should have backtracked a little bit. For Kaumba, 
that's also the the the, the night when when we get together and and have a caramel. Um, that that that's when people we that's when we we party, you know. Um, you know, so, so like 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 Professor Robinson here. You know, he 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 does his little uh, uh, his little. Okay, I won't I won't talk about you. This again. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he does his, his yearly twerking contest. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and that, that, that's how that. Goes. So, but but also that what happens that night or that day when you start to say, hey, you know what, we're here, and 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 we, we we're we're happy that we're here. We're proud that we're here. But now when we go into the last day, now it's January 1st, that's a day of reflection. That's a day you can say, okay, what did I do right this year? What, 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 going into next year, what can I do better? So it's a time when, you know, uh, you kind of looking into yourself and say, okay, what can I do to make my life better? What can I do to make my, my, my family's life better? When, and so, so next year, when we come together again, was with the caramel, we say yes, we, we we did some some great things, and and I think that that's important. So so in other words, if you don't have faith, that means and, and if, if you don't believe in those around you, then you're not going to have that creativity, you know. So now the whole concept behind emotion is not going to be there because you because you don't believe in in those that that you should be believing in. Mm, super important, man. And I would add to that on the first two uh, is when uh, Haitian people um, from IET celebrate our uh, Independence Day, where we gained independence from the French, um, you know, during the Haitian Revolution. And um, that's the day that we we eat uh, independence soup. Um, so you could think about that as well, man. Some of the history on that day of the Haitian Revolution, um, our ancestors is coming together and, you know, fighting off the Napoleon French army that was like, you know, with, with no artillery weaponry, but with crazy imagination, crazy creativity, and an understanding of, you know, at all costs that we have to be free. So I think that's something that we can think about as well, the Haitian Revolution, yeah. January 1st. Um, so yeah, I don't know if anybody wanted to add on to Imani, Faith. All right, there it is, man. So those are the seven principles. And right. I think when we when we break it down, I don't think it's too complex and too hard. I think it's just, you know, sometimes when we hear all the Swahili words and we get confused and we're like, well, I don't want to do this. This thing is too complicated. And, you know, I don't want to just go into this and it's too much to learn. And I've, I've had that mindset myself. I'm like, yo, this is, I might have to study for years before I could celebrate Kwanzaa. Like, you know, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. it's really not that complex, you know? Mm -mm. But you know what's interesting is that a lot of times when we think of Kwanzaa, we think of it, you know, from the 26th of December to January 1st. A lot of groups, uh, a lot of people are, are taking a, each principle and instead of looking at it as a day, they, they, they look at it as a week or the month. Like a good example, um, what's the brother's name? Um, um, Gary Bird. Um, oh, gosh. Gary Bird. He, um, now, now he's AI. Thank you. Right. <laughs> right. Thank you. And, and, and every time, you know, I, when, I, he used to come out to the college also, but, uh, but each month, like, let's say, okay, March is what? Women's History Month. He said, no, mm -hmm. March is Black Women's History Month. We look at June. June is supposed to be Music History Month. And he said, no, June is Black Music History Month. 
So what he's doing each month, he's coming up with something to keep the conversation going, to keep the, to keep the, the, the learning going, to keep the sharing going. And, 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 and when, when we do that, that's some of the programs that we put, put on. We can say, okay, look, I, think, I think it's a good idea to have an emotion program. It doesn't have to be in December. It could be August 1st. But the, what can we do to put together a program to keep the conversation about unity going? And how can we become more united? Yes, sir. Just like, you know, Black History 365, Kwanzaa 365. I think yeah. those concepts, you know, a lot of people build schools off of those concepts. And, um, you know, a lot of things that we build in communities based off of those concepts. And it can extend past just Kwanzaa and, you know, just an everyday type of mindset type of thing uh, can be, in, you know, infused into that. Um, so I wanted can to ask everybody. Yes, yes. I've, uh, I've heard many people doing this, um, you know, buying black or buying from black businesses. That's a Kwanzaa principle. You know, you, yeah. you, Ujama, Ujima and Ujama, collective work and responsibility. So working together and sharing the profits, but then, you know, taking care of our community economically and circulating those dollars is a Kwanzaa principle. And I hear about it often. I even can be, I can be on any website that I choose to shop on and they will have an indication if it's a black owned business. That's new, yeah. but it's because of the pushing of this Kwanzaa principle that we buy black and circulate those dollars. And there's actually infusions of um, investment and money into black mm -hmm. businesses, especially banks coming from the tech industry right now. All of that is just a, of, of the Kwanzaa principle, you know, being manifested more and more. Mm, that's true. Agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, I had a question for everyone, uh, anyone that wants to participate. Um, so as we reflect back on this year and our experiences with each other um, and going on the Kwanzaa principles, uh, what's been everybody's kind of best moment and that brought faith back into, you know, what you think about Black folks? So what's been your best experience with uh, Black people or somebody Black this year? Mm. Oh, God, no. Oh, no, you go. Well, that has a well, good night. Professor Daniels. One of the highlights for me this year was, was this program. I mean, uh, you know, I, I get excited every month when we, we do a different program. What excites me the most about, you know, about the program is is that uh, the, the creativity that we that you know and 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 processing each month of, of what we're going to do that month. It it really, I really had an enjoyable time, you know, doing it and just sitting with the, uh, sitting with everybody and going over uh, different topics and and topics that 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 were really uh, there to teach people, you know. Uh, we gave a lot of a lot of pertinent information, you know, this year in terms of we, we we've just passed our year, haven't we? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, um, Black Friday, Black Friday was, made it a year. Yep. It was a great. Right. Year. It was a great year for me. I, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. You know, each and every each and every month. Yeah, I, I agree. Groundbreaking stuff and some very simple stuff that just needed to be said. You know, so, I, so this was this was one of those things for me. Appreciate you all. <clears throat> I have one. It was when I got Norm Daniels, Professor Daniels, and Mr. G to come and speak to my school for Black History Month. 
<laughs> that was a treat for this for the students that I teach in New York City and um, to let them know that, you know, yeah, that was just exciting that we have such powerful, um, influential and inspirational black male uh, leaders that I could share that with them. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Dr. Robinson. Yeah. That's like you got to give us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> add on and say that, um, you know, what inspires me is just seeing um, the collective black consciousness rise. You know, mm -hmm. the media and people are waking up and in a real way, not just in a I know more than you way, you know, which is, you know, it's not the purpose of of gaining knowledge to show your, you know, your your worth, but to help add on, you know, as you know, as a family and to seeing that spirit, you know, reinvigorate in our community and seeing, you know, us as as men and women come together more so and start pushing mm. for each other, which I think is, is you know, it's, it's crucial. Without us together, our community doesn't rise. And yeah. finally, starting to see that we as black men and the world start recognizing the value of black women. And, you know, there are sisters that turn the election, you know, in, mm. in you know, on the side of, I mean, it's not perfect what we got, but the power these sisters were able to display and the support that the brothers gave and the children getting involved and, and being aware of what's going on. I see that, you know, that that reawakening happening. And I just want us to keep feeding it and not get sidetracked and let it continue and be a part right. of it. Yes, I, I agree. And you know it's funny because I think this past year working with with you guys and sharing with you, I, I think also, you know, as as, as you get older. And you become retired. You sometimes you gotta wonder what is your sense of purpose. And uh, you guys have, for me, you, you kept my hope alive, and, and and I feel I feel strong enough to continue. Good, good. Appreciate that. Appreciate I that. Um, I, I would say. say too, man. Like, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody uh, on the program. And I would say too, when I started the program, um, I had this conversation with Professor Robinson. I'm like, well, I don't know if people are gonna really want to help out with this kind of stuff. Like, we're gonna be talking about uncomfortable topics and. Um, you know, I didn't expect, uh, you know, the, the support that we've gotten this past year. And um, and it kind of goes to show, too, like, I think we always talk about, well, Black folks can't work together. They can't do this and they can't do that. And, um, you know, I think this program kind of brings that, you know, down the wayside because uh, so many folks have been supportive. You've, we've had so many different people on and, you know, me starting a program like I'm talking to and um, emailing Black celebrities, Black athletes, Black intellectuals, black scientists, black doctors, black lawyers, like they could have easily said, well, I don't really know who you are. I'm not, we ain't doing this. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of them have supported and came through and given me hours of their time. And um, so it's just been a really positive kind of experience. And, you know, that's kind of been the most positive experience, uh, you know, with me just having that experience every week, interviewing black people doing amazing things, and then being able to share that with other black people, being able to go to Dr. Robinson school and share that with kids. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, I think, extremely powerful. One, one young person in the sixth grade that listens to the program told me that listening taught me that I can be anything that I want to be and it's possible. And I never thought about that before. And I think that, you know, that was just powerful. So just, you know, just being able to share this space with everyone and um, just being able to 
be positive. And, you know, if y'all don't notice, we don't do much cursing on the program and we keep it very positive. And uh, these are things that are said that we can't do and that can't be done. So I think that's important that we're doing it and definitely been a highlight of my year, just being able to talk to so many Black folks, uh, Professor Robinson, Dr. Robinson, uh, Professor Daniels, Dr. Love, all these folks that just really motivate and influence me and inspire me from all the work that they've done and that they're continuing to do. So uh, definitely appreciate that. All righty. Um, I don't know if anybody else has questions or wants to give any feedback or uh, any statements, uh, any listeners. You know what, actually, there's one thing that we didn't answer, and I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, what is the, the meaning of Kwanzaa? You mean what the word means? Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Or we are learning from the great Professor Daniels enlightening us. No, man. no, no. You guys know, but basically, <laughs> it, mean, it, it means it means first fruits. But you, but you, but but you, it's a Swahili term. But you know what's interesting about that is that uh, why are we celebrating Kwanzaa in December? You know, uh, and 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 globally, there's there's a lot of celebrations. But what they call them is harvest celebrations. And in a lot of areas, right about now is when they're having the harvest. And, and, and how it was told to me years ago is just like, let's say, you know, if you want to have a party, would you, would you have this party on a, a non-pay week or a pay week? Mm. <laughs> on a pay week, right? So, yeah. right. so, so if that's the case during the harvest, we got all the food and now we, 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 we could party. So, so, so basically, so when you get these harvest celebrations, those communities are, they're coming together because they worked hard to get to these celebrations, but also they, 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 there's a sense of creation, a sense of appreciation of self and, and others. So, so that's why you'll see a lot of uh, celebrations in December because this, this is the harvest time. Got it. Got, right. it, got it. All right. Uh, so let's uh, wrap it all up. Uh, Professor Robinson, um, any uh, last words of the day? Um, no, I thought it was a great program. Um, I, I try to celebrate um, the seven principles of uh, 365 days out of the year. Um, I, Norm, it's always a pleasure. I thought you did a great job tonight, and I thought it was very informative. Well, thank you. Thank you. Dr. Robinson, got anything? just want everyone to be safe. That's all. I had tickets this evening to see Thoughts of a Colored Man on Broadway, and they shut oh. down the show. Oh yeah, because of COVID. Because mm. of COVID, so it just you know it's alarming to me that we're a week. It just it's just alarming to me that that's the situation that we're in. So I just hope everyone can be safe and keeping the Kwanzaa principles in mind that we take care of each other. We can't rely on anyone to, to take care of us. We have to take care of each other. I say. Mm.
That's it. Yes, yes. And uh, Professor Daniels? Wait, are you talking to me? I yes, didn't sir. hear you. All right, uh, you, you, know, you know how I really want to end the program is uh, I, I would like to maybe do what, what we call a faith pledge. And uh, and I'm I'm going I'm going to share share this this, this pledge with you. But I realized that, that I think I I'm, I need glasses. But I can't see a damn thing anymore. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> but we, okay, and, and, and let's be you you will repeat after me, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. We pledge to have faith in ourselves. We pledge to have faith in ourselves. In our Creator. In our in our Creator. In our mothers, in our mothers, fathers, fathers, our grandfathers, our grandfathers, and grandmothers, and grandmothers, in our elders, in our elders, our youth, our youth, our future, our future, faith in all that makes us beautiful. Faith, faith in faith all, all that, that makes, makes us, beautiful. us beautiful. Faith that makes us all beautiful and strong. Faith, faith that, that makes, makes us, us all beautiful and strong. and strong. Faith through hard work. Faith, faith through, through hard, hard work. work. Let's say that again. Faith through hard work. <laughs> faith through hard, hard work. work. Long struggle. Long struggle. And a whole lot of love. And a, and a whole lot of, lot of love. <laughs> so we can again. So we can again. Again, step back on the stage. Again, step back on the stage. Of human history as a free. Of human history. history. As a free. I'm sorry. As a free. As a free. Proud. Proud. And productive people. And, and productive people. And we will end with Ashe. 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 All right. That was wonderful. That was wonderful. Um, right. Before we before we <laughs> leave off and wrap it up, I do need everybody else's help as well, too. Um, one thing that Dr. Kalinga always says is that uh, we have to honor the ancestors, um, and, and in doing that, we see the best in ourselves. We see what we were, uh, what we are, and what we could be. Um, so I wanted to just shout out a few names of folks that have struggled for us um, and uh, that are no longer with us, ancestors that we should remember. And, um, you know, I will stop eventually, and hopefully if anybody else has anybody in mind, you could just speak and, and name those ancestors. Uh, so... Uh, Jean-Jacques Dessalines, Toussaint Louverture, uh, Mar Marie-Claude Bethune, uh, Bob Marley, Marcus Garvey, Dr. Francis Cress-Welsey, Nelson Mandela, Winnie Mandela, Dr. Ben, Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, Malcolm X, U.E.P. Newton, Dr. Asa Hill Hilliard, Patrice Lumumba, Fannie mm -hmm. Lou Hamer, Martin Luther King, Frederick Douglass, Dr. Ames Wilson, Dick Gregory, Everybody else help me out here. <laughs> Marcus Garvey. All right. Charles and Elizabeth Stewart, Noah W. Pardon, Sadie A. Pardon, and 
Herman Wilson Sr. Okay. Rossi and James Daniels. I know we got more. And Gene Johnson, Ellen Johnson, and Bell Hooks. Mm -hmm. mm. And Mary Beard. I always call Mary Beard. Yeah. <laughs> Mary McLeod Bethune, who I found out my mother met. Oh. <laughs> mm. Go Ida back. B. Wells. Make make sure you videotape your parents, get their whole family history, digitally record it, and save it for the, yeah. for the children. Yes. Mm. Yes. All right. I, I think we can go on and on and on and on and on. And there's been just so many um black folks that have again um shed blood for us, um, established um rights that we enjoy today, uh, and done so much for us. And I think that, you know, we should never forget who they are, what they represented, and always think of them, especially on uh days like today, especially. Um, you know, things that are happening in the world and um, just a reminder that there were folks that have done this, that fought for us, that died for us, that bled for us, that lived for us. So we can have that understanding and uh, we can continue their legacy uh, and not accept some of the things that are unacceptable. So uh, just, you know, a reminder of the great folks out there that have put in work for us and the work is not done. We got to continue the work that they they laid down and continue to put in work. So uh, again, thank you for everybody for coming on today. Uh, thank you, Professor uh, Robinson. Thank you, Dr. Robinson. Thank you, Dr. Love. Thank you to, of course, Professor Daniels uh, for laying out Kwanzaa for us, making it super simple and easy. And thank you, listeners. Thank you for everybody that came on on their Saturday. This is like Saturday, you know, before, uh, you know, Christmas shopping Saturday, you know, where everybody's getting all their last minute gifts. So appreciate everybody for coming through you know, and, uh, you know, just spending that time with us. So uh, again, uh, definitely share the program, let folks know, you know, about Kwanzaa, let them know, yo, it's really not that hard. It's simple, these basic seven principles right here. And we can do this 365, like Professor Robinson said. And of course, uh, remind them to always remember, your mind is the most powerful tool in the universe. Therefore, if you can think it, you can do it. If you believe in it, you can be it. And if you fight for it, you can have it. The world is yours. This has been your host, Mr. G, and I will see you next time on Mastermind.